welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM. So we are into episode 11 of this podcast and we've already spoken about many different assets. We have spoken about Forex, gold, oil, and of course, stocks as well. Now, today, we're going to consider something else that is also very important to financial markets, and that is an index. What is it? What does it do? And how could it help you along with your journey in the financial markets? Well, to help us better understand, I'm joined by Ben Jones, Senior Index Strategist at NASDAQ. Ben, a real pleasure to have you on Markets Extra. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk indexes as well as just talk about the market and, you know, some of the really neat indexes that we have here at NASDAQ. Ben, before we get down to business, I just want to set some geographical context here. Ben is in Richmond, Virginia. I'm in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And by a simple Google check, I found out there's well over 9,000 miles between us. And uh, for those of us who are following the international standard, that's about 15,500 kilometers. But apparently, Ben, at one point in time, you and I were a lot closer geographically, weren't we? Perhaps even on the same college campus. Same college campus, potentially, as well as, you know, maybe the same academic building, right? So I think we did a little bit of sleuthing and, and looked on our LinkedIn profiles and found that, um, I'm not going to tell your age, but while I was a senior in high school and you were you know, in college, I was participating in an academic event at your university. And your university has this large, large academic building. And all of our events were in that building. So there was a chance that we could have been in the same building at the same time on the same college campus in the same city. And now we're, what, thousands of miles away from each other. <laughs> yeah, and I probably gave you a really wicked side eye wondering what is this high school student doing on my <laughs> campus. Um, but hey, now there's nothing but the utmost respect for you. Again, we really appreciate you being on this uh, program here. So Ben, let's get down to business, all right? So start us off with this 101. What is an index? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so if you think about an index, right, it's just an indicator or a measure of something, right? That's the textbook definition. And so in our world, right, the world of markets and investing, you know, indexes simply track the performance of groups of assets and they're designed to measure that performance, right? And so that performance could be any area of the market. And so a simple way of thinking about an index is just Think of an imaginary portfolio of assets, right, such as stocks that track an area of the market. Um, the, the history of indexes is actually really quite cool, too, because we trace the roots of indexes back to the late 1800s, right? So the first indexes were created by Charles Dow, co-founder of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the first index, they say, was built around 1884, and it was the Dow Jones Transportation Average, right? Which, as you guess it, at that time, what was the leading technology, the leading sector, the leading industry of that time, Right transportation, railroads, right? Steamships. Um, and so that index was designed to track and measure the performance of those transportation stocks back then, right? And then of course you had the Dow Jones Industrial Average a few years later, um, and then it has evolved over time. And now indexes are, are measuring all corners of the market and all asset classes, not just stocks, but you know, fixed income, commodities, you know, cryptocurrencies, Right. So they're really just a useful way of tracking 
um, areas of the market. Right, and it's a benchmark, right? Something that you can use to measure not just uh, what markets overall are doing, but also perhaps how your own investments, your own trades are performing relative to the broader markets, right? Exactly. And so, and there's so much utility there, right? So one of the primary uses of indexes, right, is, is to use as a benchmark to evaluate performance. You know, how is my portfolio doing relative to the broad market? And how do you measure the performance of the broad market? An index. But it's more than just that, right? You see economists and analysts using them to track economic trends. Um, you see large institutions that are measuring, you know, our pensions, right, and our retirement accounts. You know, they're using indexes um, to measure risk, right, and set their performance projections and create their asset allocation. And then, of course, for everyone listening, right, you and me, right, indexes have become investable products, right, in the sense that they're being tracked by mutual funds and ETFs. And so investors all around the world can you know, participate in performance trends um, in various corners of the market and different asset classes. And so um, it's definitely been uh, certainly an evolution that has occurred since the late 1800s. You know, I think you know, some of the, the great insight that occurred in the 60s and 70s with like the first index fund, and of course lately with the proliferation of index ETFs, and different ways of carving up the market, which is really, you know, I hate to throw this buzzword out, but democratize investing, you know, giving investors efficient and effective ways of investing in different areas of the market. And that's what indexes um, allow you to do. Now, when I have conversations with clients and uh, just people who are interested in the markets, I often associate an index with the shopping mall, right? So if you don't know how that entire shopping mall works within that shopping mall you've got many different stores you've got the grocery store you've got the clothing store right uh, the electronic stores all exposed to different um industries within the economy right all offering different products so perhaps on a rainy day you've got a store that's selling umbrellas that is doing better than say the ice cream store but during the summers you might find that the ice cream store is uh, doing better than say the uh, rainy weather store right so when you have an index it's almost like asking how is that shopping mall doing so to answer the question you know how are u.s stock markets doing well you can answer that by looking to the index and that's how analysts and strategists like you and i that's how we employ I, I love that picture, right? Because if you think about it, you know, index is you know, essentially tracking all those stores, right? So you have all those different types of stores. You have the grocery stores, the clothing stores. The food court. The food court, right. So that's the, the shopping mall, right? That's a shopping center. But I think what if you take it a step further, it's now when you start to slice it up, right? So you have the broad benchmark of just how is that shopping center doing? That's a traditional index, right? You know, think um, the NASDAQ composite, think the S&P 500. But then all of a sudden, it's like, what if you just want to focus on how, how the shoe stores are doing, right? So that would be the shoe index, right? What if you just wanted to see how the, the grocery store within the mall is doing? Well, then you would create a separate index to track just how that you know, grocery store is doing, right? And so then all of a sudden, you can see how you can carve it up. You know, and so if your preference is just shoes and groceries, well, focus on those two areas with these two separate you know, indicators or indexes. If you just want the entire shopping center, entire mall altogether, we'll just use a broader 
benchmark or a broader index. Now, Ben, you have used this word, the evolution, a couple of times already in this conversation. So talk to us about how the NASDAQ indices in particular, now, because one might think that these indices are set in stone. And what we mean by that is when these stocks or these companies are added as part of that benchmark index, then that's it. But that is not the case, right? So talk to us about how they change over time to better reflect um, the changes in the economy. So, for example, when you spoke about how indices began in the late 1800s, back then it was steamships, factories, and railways. Well, back then they certainly didn't have Amazon, Google, Facebook, and the like, right? So talk to us about the evolution and how these indices continue to keep pace with what's happening in today's world. I love that question, right? Because, you know, indexes, just think about it. I mean, the world changes, right? Markets change, investor preferences change, technology changes. I mean, just look at what we've experienced in the past year, right? In the middle of this, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic and just how our day-to-day life has changed. Well, if you think about it in the 1800s, right? If you if that transportation index was set in stone and did not change, you know, it would still be 100 like 80% railroads and 20% steamships or something like that, right? But of course, we know what happened, you know, a couple decades later, cars, automobiles, you know, a few years after that, airplanes, right? So transportation in itself was fundamentally changed. So indexes, you know, have to be able to change as well. And so, you know, I hate to throw this word out there, but uh, I've seen, you know, some, some people, you know, talk about it as indexes are just, a, it's a simple algorithm, right? An index, you know, follows a set methodology, a set of rules, and it just follows that, right? And it's, you know, in our case, indexes, you know, updated most of the time on a a quarterly basis or an annual basis. Um, And if let's say that current basket of securities that it it tracks, some of those securities don't meet that criteria, then you see one security removed and another security added, right? And so it's going to be, you know, constantly keeping up. And, you know, if you look at your traditional market benchmarks that, you know, like your grocery store or or shopping mall analogy, since the last few decades, you've seen the rise of, let's say, shoe companies versus grocery stores, right? In our world, it's been the rise of technology companies, right? And we've seen utility and industrial names decline in some of those indexes. So they're constantly adapting and evolving and changing to, you know, prevailing market trends. And that's important, right? Because these indexes cannot be static, right? Because they need to reflect the market. They need to reflect what they're measuring. And if that segment of the market has changed and has evolved, then that index needs to better represent that. And so a good example, as we'll get to in a little bit, um, is just seeing how our flagship index, the NASDAQ 100, evolved last year, right? As we started to see the rise of these work-from-home companies, um, and they started to grow from a, a size standpoint, reflecting that segment of the market and the index had to you know incorporate those names which meant that other companies had to be removed from the index because they weren't reflecting what that index was supposed to reflect at that time i think something else to be mindful of is that although the nasdaq indices are often tech heavy but it doesn't mean that it's 100% tech there are other sectors and industries being represented in these indices as well correct absolutely right and so Let's look at an example here, right? So let's talk about the NASDAQ 100. You know, it's an index that is comprised of the 100 largest non-financial companies listed on the NASDAQ stock market. And so, you know, NASDAQ, we take pride that we're home for the world's innovators, the game changers, the disruptors. They choose NASDAQ to list and and go public. 
Um, but it's not just 100% technology names that make up those 100 largest companies listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange that aren't financials. While technology makes up you know, over half of the index, uh, you see a large representation from consumer services, consumer goods, healthcare, telecommunications, and even industrials right, are represented in this index. Right. If we're going to talk about, say, the, the exposure to these, um, these various sectors of the economy, right? What kind of opportunities can you know, perhaps those listening right now associate with these indices? So, for example, I know on FXTM, we offer the NASDAQ 100 minis. So talk to us about some of these other assets that are associated with your indices, well, NASDAQ's indices, and what kind of opportunities are out there for investors and traders? It starts with the NASDAQ 100, right? Um, you know, we believe that this index you know, really defines the, the modern digital economy, right? Where we've shifted from you know, those capital-intensive industries, you know, think basic materials, think oil and gas, to this new economy, right? Technology and consumer services. Um, you know, that's really what the index is reflecting today. And that's also where we see a lot of you know, growth and interest from investors and your listeners, right? They want to you know, be able to participate, you know, in this trend, right? And in these sectors. And so we've definitely seen a lot of popularity in, you know, what we call thematic technology, right? We're leaders in thematic technology in the season. So what is thematic tech, right? It's essentially, um, you know, think cloud computing, think artificial intelligence, think cybersecurity, right? So talk about the evolution, right? Information technology, the technology industry, you know, it just used to be, you know, these large computer companies and these internet names. Well, all of a sudden you've seen, you know, different pieces get pulled out of that, you know, umbrella of technology, right? You've seen, you know, cybersecurity, right? You've seen cloud computing, you know, companies that are involved in multiple types of different technology and provide different types of services, but maybe they derive the majority of their revenue from cybersecurity services. Well, we should be able to track that space. And so, you know, those are just a few areas. Um, I would throw biotechnology in there as a thematic tech, right? I mean, just, it's so amazing to see what some of these companies have done within the past year um, in terms of, you know, creating new vaccines and new technologies um, in, a, in a short time frame, right? And so we need to track that space and investors need a, way, need a way of accessing it. And so we work with a number of fantastic asset managers around the world that, you know, provide ways of accessing that. So that would be like an ETF company, an exchange traded fund company. Um, they would be, you know, tracking one of our indexes, which gives the investor the ability to participate and invest in that index or that thematic technology. And certainly, you know, with all those themes that you pointed out there, so much of that is encapsulated within an indices performance, right? And that's what we often refer to. So it's always a great thing to kind of unpack what is actually driving these indices, what are the themes at play here, why are market participants reacting the way they are, why are markets moving in that particular direction, right? So, you know, indices are certainly a very useful tool in helping us understand not just what financial markets are doing, but what the world around us is doing as well. Eh? So, Ben, we have covered a lot of ground here about indexes. So, perhaps to wrap up this episode, what is the one main takeaway you'd like us to have when we view an index? Yeah, so I think you know, looking at indices, you know, it's important to you know look at you know kind of a, a top-down approach, in my opinion, right? So st when you start to you know analyze these different indexes, right, 
you, know, you start with the large benchmarks, right? That's going to be started with your analogy of the, the shopping center, the shopping mall. And then you start to, to drill down, right? And so I think for a lot of investors, you, all you might need is just that one broad benchmark, right? That shopping mall. But for others who really want to capture certain themes and risk profiles and opportunities, you know, start to dig a little deeper. Um, you know, there's some great, I mean, maybe we're saving this for another podcast, hopefully, where we could talk about all the other types of indexes, uh, like smart beta and, and factors and fixed income and commodities. Um, but from an equity standpoint, start at the top and then and work your way down. Uh, because you're really able to uncover some a lot of opportunities, and you know even if you're you're trading, let's say just individual stocks, right? Start to look at how that stock is doing against uh, the broader market, right? Against a benchmark index. If you own a technology name, maybe compare it to the Nasdaq 100 or a thematic technology index, and you start to see these performance trends, and you can start to answer a lot of questions, right? That classic trade-off of should I own the stock or should I own the index, right? Um, and so in owning the index, well, you can't really necessarily buy an index, so you need to you know, buy an ETF or a mutual fund that tracks it. Um, and also, I, I think I would definitely tell listeners to you know, look at how the NASDAQ 100 has evolved, right? Um, you know, we definitely see that it is not a static index. It has changed. And you know, some really interesting things happened last year and where we just saw some new companies go into that index. So I think that's important to, to leave your listeners with is that you know, while these indexes are, are passive in a sense that you, know, you don't have a, an investment manager or a hedge fund manager you know, pulling the strings, they follow a set of rules. And those rules mean that that index you know, will adapt and will change over time. Uh, so we saw some really interesting companies move into the NASDAQ 100 last year um, that are really reflecting kind of the modern economy. So there you have it. Now we should all have a, a better understanding of what an index is and we know its use in the markets and some of the potential opportunities that are attached to it. And I guess uh, happy shopping. <laughs> so thank you so much for your time in our insights, Ben. Uh, and like you said, we hope to have you on Markets Extra again sooner rather than later, hopefully. Now do follow this podcast on your favorite platform. And of course, check out our daily market analysis at forextime.com. Until next time, I'm Han Tan for FXTM. NASDAQ is a registered trademark of NASDAQ Incorporated. The information contained in the podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing contained herein should be construed as investment advice, either on behalf of a particular security or an overall investment strategy. Neither NASDAQ Incorporated nor any of its affiliates make any recommendation to buy or sell any security or any representation about the financial condition of any company. Statements regarding NASDAQ-listed companies or NASDAQ proprietary indexes are not guarantees of future performance. Actual results may differ materially from those expressed or implied. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investors should undertake their own due diligence and carefully evaluate companies before investing. Advice from a securities professional is strongly advised.